chemistry involves some amount of strength to use, place items on the bottom placard, lean backward and push or pull, not useful for pallet loads or material, better suited for small items. You're talking about a hand truck? Oh, he did it. He got it right. <laughs> he got it right. I'm gonna I can't believe you would you would interrogate him like this. <laughs> As if the warehouse guy doesn't know fucking warehouse equipment. Well well that one was just an easy one. I don't know. Yeah, we, we don't have a we don't have a forklift, so, and that's pretty standard warehouse equipment, unfortunately. Yeah, most of these were different types of most of these were different type of uh, forklifts, and that's gonna mess up my bit. But <laughs> I mean, we'll keep going. You did very impressive on that first one. I was hoping to expose you for the fraud that you were, but it seems that I'm the one getting exposed. <laughs> All right. I mean, would, would you have accepted another name like Dolly? No, I would not. No? What yes. the fuck? <laughs> we, we don't play games over here at Public Access. <laughs> yeah, did I even introduce the show properly? Uh, you told me about it before. No, to to my no, to just audience. on this episode. Yeah, no, I don't, yeah, I don't think you did. No, okay, it's public access. Welcome, hello. <laughs> public uh, thanks, access pod. Thanks for listening to my show. Where it's me, and I've got the Rat King as usual. Howdy, warehouse guy. We're doing we're doing a quiz. We'll keep going. <laughs> All right, our next one is similar to a dolly, but it has a handle. Some have hitches for pulling, uh, have three or more wheels. Um, hmm. Never actually had to use one of those. That sounds familiar. Is it, is it, is it just one of them three-wheeled dollies? A noble guess, but... Uh, <laughs> But of course, a three-wheel dolly could not have three or more wheels. Uh, it was a platform truck. Um, I'm very sorry. You may need to change your name. Oh because... man, I I need to. See, we just call those carts. <laughs> We're getting some industry secrets here. Yeah, that's just yeah. jargon. All right, I've got one more for you then. You're going to see if we, you could redeem yourself. You ready? I, I might. Uh, used to move pallet or unit loads. Loads are secured to pallets by various means. Manually powered or battery powered. Use a ratchet and pawl mechanism to lift loads off the ground. Slide the wheeled forks into the pallet. Jack the load up and push or pull and th this is a um it's like a electronic pallet jack an energized you got it jack. you got yeah. it <laughs> oh my god he saved himself we did it that's two out of three that's pretty good yeah you got yeah, a 60 solid. should we go for a c do you want to see if you could get a 75 percent no i'm i'm pretty content with my two-thirds all right we're going to settle with this two-thirds compromise and move on. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I, I was hanging out the other day, and I remembered a, a little 
story from my past I just wanted to share pretty quickly. Have have I gone into um, Jewish summer camp stories much yet? Uh, no, you've gone into like the private school stories. Okay, so here's here's the story. Are you ready? It's just been torturing me, and I need to tell it to somebody. Yes, please. So uh, we were all brought into like the little music room, and two guys were hanging out in the front. I like they, I'm, I like how you just like you immediately like there's no context. It's just like well we went to the music room and then there were guys. Yes, we went front. to the we went to the music room on the camp that was built on a giant hill, um, and we were in the music room and there's these two guys in the front and they're beatboxing. All right. and, okay. And they proceed to play us a song and do you know what the song's name was? What? Song's name was "I'm Not White, I'm Jewish." Hmm. <laughs> huh. No. Um. If I think these guys are like real, and I think you could find the YouTube video if you don't believe me. Let me check right now. Uh, like I'm not a, white. I'm Jewish. Yeah. Hmm. That was the. I don't know. I don't know how to feel about that. Uh oh shit there's we've got music videos folks. Do you guys want to watch it? Uh I kind of do. Yeah. Oh my god, it's already Oh no. <laughs> no. Yeah, people don't believe my stories, and <laughs> so I need to bring YouTube videos. This is, uh, interesting. I like all the guys vibing in the beginning of the video. They really are vibing. <laughs> yeah. They are cooling it, I would say. <laughs> Yo, this was an everyday thing. Was this guy in the Israeli army or something? Uh, yes. This is a lot worse than I remember it being. Do you have one of those hats? You know how expensive those hats are? A lot. They run about $2,600. Are you serious? Yeah. I guess that's what the bar mitzvah money is for. <laughs> when I rapped in high school, people told me I was tight for a white dude. Tight for a white dude, but I'm not. I'm Jewish. Dude, why does he keep... Does he not know a different dance? Yeah, it's the same dance every single time. Is when you go and some of the clips are just the same ones being repeated when they go yeah. into the israeli army do they all just sit them down in like a little hall and dance for them probably to get them to really embrace the zionist identity <laughs> or something along those lines again with the same dance <laughs> he's probably like do you, how much do you want to bet he did that while like dancing on a Palestinian kid? <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Some of these guys are dark. Like, some of these guys are really dark. 
like you talk to them some of the older israelis they begin to like tell you and like admit to some of the things they did <laughs> oh no <clears throat> yeah you're right they're just repeating a bunch of clips that's what i'm saying like but yeah anyway um i i don't you guys don't really need to see all of it right I mean, it's like, <sighs> this flow is fucking awful. <laughs> but yeah, and so that's- It's like, it, it's so monotonous. It doesn't change at all. But that song's just been in my head for two weeks now, I'd say. Um, apparently, okay, yeah, allegedly, whoever made this unofficial video, you know, used other video clips so the, unfortunately i think that that person who was mostly dance who's dancing around was not matt bar or matzfa what that's what it says in the video description oh my god are you serious yeah i'm really sorry <laughs> But anyway, yeah, thank you guys for helping me process my childhood traumas a little bit better. <laughs> of course, of course. And also, you get you get a little taste of what uh, the kid's childhood was like. Why the internet's favorite kid is the way he is. But anyway. <laughs> wow. Does that make Lil Dicky like a rapper of color? Uh, at least not white. Yeah, okay. He's not white. He's Jewish. Yeah. At a bare minimum. <laughs> gotcha. We've established this much. Okay, so let's let's get into the main reason we're all gathered here today. <laughs> um, I was I was given a a very very let's say God, how could I describe the recommendation you gave me for this movie? Uh, I said Old it. Throttled. I think I said it was the best bad movie. Um, he said the best bad movie he had ever seen. Yeah. And I take movie requests very seriously. Like, if you tell me go watch a movie, I will do it. I will always do it. So I turned this on. Uh, I think I I think I let you know, like, before I turned it on. You did. You, you let me know. You essentially gave me a play-by-play. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I was pretty – I was I – was, down and create him like a motherfucker to get through that <laughs> like it was crazy but anyway by the time I was done with the movie I decided I needed to watch it again and again and now I'm sitting here an expert on Den of Thieves which is the movie that we're going to talk to y'all about world's today. foremost a leading authority on Den of Thieves yes I am that now I still don't think I've watched it as many times as you have though I've only seen it twice. Oh, then I've beat you. Yeah, I've seen it three times. Me. In in like three weeks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh no. But uh, we have someone here that actually genuinely enjoyed it, right, Miller? Yeah, I don't know what you guys are talking about. I thought it was dope and chill. You know, a bunch of cool guys doing cool things. I mean, I I have to give I have to say that that's right. The the, all the characters of Den of Thieves were probably the coolest dudes I'd ever seen on screen. 
Yeah, yeah. I really like, like, I just really enjoy having a movie where, like, you can look up to the main characters. You know what I mean? You can really, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can aspire <laughs> to be, like, Big Nick. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> All of these characters were, like, role models for me. I've never seen a, a positive male figure in a movie before. Yeah. And now I have all these people that I can be like, I can right. have a, I can have a punching bag in my office, you know, I can yeah. slap my friends. I can show up drunk to my wife's uh, friend's house, you know, sort of berate all the people there. And I can say bro all the time. <laughs> yeah, just eat all the time too, because he was constantly chewing. Yeah. <laughs> he was. But... Let's, we're smoking cigarettes all the time, you know. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Cool we're gonna, we're gonna do from the top of this movie. We're gonna run through every piece and do a full Marxist analysis of this. <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys ready? Sure. All right. So we start this movie. We open up on the first robbery. Um, they they're pulling up to some place with an armored truck it wasn't made clear really it was the yeah. donut shop it was a donut shop yeah the cops or the uh i guess their security guards like stopped to get donuts okay yes and they and they brought their armored truck with them as one day. can i can i just say one thing too like the like the very the opening like screen where it shows like uh there's, stats on the bank robbery. Yeah, the stats on the bank robberies. Like that's just the opening of the town. <laughs> like it's the, it's the exact same thing, except now there are like two different movies that take place in Los Angeles and Boston. So I don't know what I'm supposed to believe is like the bank robbery capital of the United States. But well, did you know that Los Angeles is the den of thieves, and I don't think Boston can have that claim. So I would say that Los mm. Angeles has Boston beat. Right. That's just me, though. Fair. Yeah, no, fair. I, as an L.A. child myself, much better, much better than Boston. Much better. Uh, I'm going to take that back. How Boston is garbage. How dare you It's a terrible about... city full of the worst type of Irish people. Hey, that hey, is... <laughs> hey let's, not, let's not trash Boston here. We're here to yeah. talk about Los Angeles and the greatest movie of all time ever set in the city. Boston right. is Boston is my Wakanda. <laughs> all right. Anyway, let's let's get back to it. So these guys pull up. They say "bro" a couple of times. They pull out this ridiculous screwdriver-like machine to take the windshield off of this armored vehicle. Yeah, and can I just say I thought it was really funny and very weird how Merriman gave that guy incredibly specific instructions like <laughs> take your hands off the wheel and take your foot off the gas you know what i mean yeah like are you familiar with how to use an automobile sir <laughs> <laughs> sir i'm gonna need you to take the keys out of the ignition unbuckle your seatbelt. you know like yeah why didn't you say that <laughs> yeah and he, and he he killed him anyway he like he gave him all these instructions and his prize was just death i thought cheddar bob killed him yeah, I no, it whoever got on the hood of the car, which I think was Merriman, shot him. But I don't think he killed him. I think he no, just shot him. Merriman, in the shoulder. Merriman was like pissed about it afterwards. Guys, 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 we're like two minutes into okay. a two and a half hour movie. 
whatever. I mean, it doesn't matter. The guy gets domed. Yeah, the guy the guy gets killed, and they get away with their armored vehicle, uh, completely unscathed. Well, uh, yes, sure. Yeah, it, it, well, one slightly of the scathed. Slightly scathed. Yeah, one guy dies. We never really get much characterization for him, though, so I don't really count him as a person. Marcus, I believe. Yeah. Uh, Why didn't he show up in the flash flashbacks? I he does. He does. Yeah. Oh, I must have uh, been drunk at that point. <laughs> you probably were. Yeah. Uh, hold on. Let me see what his... his <clears throat> Everything after you learn about, like, 50 Cent's personal life gets kind of fuzzy for me, so... Yeah. Uh, I've got a lot to say about 50 Cent once we get there. Yeah, I, I have. Yeah, same. But anyway, uh, now these guys, uh, as they say, are cop killers, you know? We're cop killers now. Yeah, and um, we we get a we get a little look at Merriman, who's the main antagonist's crew. He's joined by uh, an all-star cast, truly an all-star cast of Fifty Cent, O'Shea Jackson Jr., and Cheddar Bob, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then a few other guys that I did not bother looking at. Yeah. Did you guys? There was a Hawaiian guy. Yeah, there was just some... Right. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but anyway, also apparently, uh, as like once they got the armored truck to their little like hideout, they he Merriman asked if they were traced, and O'Shea just said, oh no, it has the old type of GPS, we're good. And they completely brushed that off. Which was a little confusing to me. Yeah, I, I didn't understand that. It's, it's like there's no mention of Lojack in any of this. Yeah, but okay. So the, so they're cop killers now. That scene is over. It's the next day. Cops are at the scene of the crime. They're having the, just the worst possible cheeky dialogue. <laughs> I mean, it's it's absolute garbage. I didn't bother writing down much of it. Uh, let's see if I did. I put in some quotes. Oh, yes. Um, I can't deal with this retard factory this early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Classic big Nick, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you want to, have you ever heard someone described as a retard factory? No. Man. He was talking about the FBI agents, right? Yeah. Right. Like, what? Yeah. That was like, Gerard Butler in this movie is like the anti SJW we all deserve. <laughs> he's, he he's really like is. Guys whose YouTube videos we watched when we were 12. Yeah. I'm like, like dude, that's, yeah. that's like a major theme watching this movie for me. It was like, wow. He, he just like the most anti SJW person living in like 2018. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, he's the kind of guy, like, Big Nick. If he had extra 10, 15 minutes when he wasn't fucking banging strippers and being a badass, he's the kind of guy who would make those truck ranting videos. You know what I mean? Yeah. He'd be like, too many goddamn pussies. It, you know, like fucking ruining LAPD. You know, before, uh, you know, before we could just, you know, do whatever we wanted. Actually, sorry, um, Los Angeles Sheriff's Department. My bad. <laughs> yeah. You know. But, these you know, goddamn Samoans robbing all these banks. 
You know, now now LA's basically a den of thieves. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But uh so the FBI shows up and of course Nick, our main character, is mad about it. Uh can no. we just only refer to him as Big Nick? Okay, yes, I'll I'll call him Big Nick. Uh Big Nick is very mad that the FBI has showed up because an armored vehicle was stolen, which does seem like a pretty FBI crime. Yeah. But also, up to this point, Nick has, Big Nick, I'm sorry, Big Nick has figured out all their motives basically immediately. It's yeah. Within hours, yeah. yeah. To, like, an incomprehensible degree. And, um... But he's also he also like neglects some of the most simple things in this, and that's a, that's a really interesting aspect yeah. of the character. Is that that he, um that like interaction that he had with the FBI agent? Did you guys pick up on like a lot of sexual tension there? Or yes. Was that just me? Oh, yes. dude, I wrote that down. Yeah. Wrote Big that Nick. Down. Big Nick has a lot of sexual tension with like two or three characters in this yeah. movie, and none of them were his wife. Yeah, most of the guys in like his crew and just like the FBI agent, especially like they, they spend the first, like, uh, like their first interaction. They're just talking about like the clothes that they're wearing. Do you yeah, guys? So, so I actually wrote down FBI guy and Nick hate each other and want to have sex. <laughs> they do. They do. They really do. That was, um, and like the, the other like line of dialogue that I picked up in that interaction was the FBI guy going like, I don't like you. I don't like how you handle police business. Which is so it's, like, it's sheriff business. Okay. It's different. Oh, sure. All right. So the FBI is here. Nick isn't happy. Everyone's horny. Um, he, we get the iconic line. You threw a donut in the hot zone. <laughs> Which, which comes from the FBI guy. No one really has any idea what's happening. Um, and yeah, that's the scene. It's very bad. It's very, very bad. Uh, do you guys have anything else to add about that really weird, uncomfortable FBI LA Sheriff's Department confrontation? I, I it mean, was hot. it was hot. It, it did get me, like, give me a half chub. But <laughs> we gotta, I gotta talk about how they just left the robber who was killed. Uh, they just left his corpse there uncovered, just staring blankly into the sun. You know what I mean? They're and, bad guys. Yeah. They're bad guys. Yeah, no, yeah, I mean, they're, the gangsters. they're gangsters with, with badges, you know? Yeah. They won't Big, come Nick, <laughs> Big Nick just walks up to that and he's like, I'm guessing that's the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's like yeah thanks man no there was no reason for him to think that by the way <laughs> it's so stupid all right but anyway we get like a a scene where the cops are trying to figure everything out um and nick is doing this really lame uh sherlock type thing where he knows everything that's happening and he doesn't explain why he knows all this. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, then it, it that, makes no sense. Then that immediately goes into a bar scene uh, where we get an inexplicable cameo from Max Holloway. Um, 
those of you that know MMA will know that Max Holloway was the featherweight champion of the world. And I don't really know why he's in this movie. Yeah, I totally forgot that they had a couple stars like that. <laughs> yeah. Or and cameos, at, I mean. At the end of the movie, Michael Bisping was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In 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 Britain. Yeah, it didn't make any sense. Did the UFC like help fund this movie? I mean, I think this movie was just supposed to be the most testosterone laden cinematic venture ever created. So yeah. of course they need to get like, you know, UFC fighters. Well, yeah, Max Holloway's one line was to money to women. Yeah, exactly. That's fucking badass. That's badass, dude. But, okay, so at the bar, we meet our hero, our real hero, uh, O'Shea. What's his name in this? Donnie? Donnie. Yeah, we got Donnie here. He's, he's a bartender. His friends treat him like assholes. Um, and <laughs> one of his friends asks him um i i can't even remember the last four of my social how do you remember bar orders and he's like oh i'm just in complete control of my surroundings yeah (laughs) it's a very very ham-fisted uh foreshadow where he just says i'm in complete control of my environment people don't even know and it's said in a very awkward way, and you like know that it was just like put in there for a reason. And at that point, you sort of know what's going to happen from the very beginning. Um, but at the bar, Donnie meets Nick, uh, whose first words to him are, I'd fuck you. Exactly. <laughs> Big Nick is the most self-hating, closeted <laughs> gay guy on the planet. Yeah. yeah, he'd be he'd be so much happier if he just had some guy just gorilla fucking him <laughs> <laughs> at at all times of the day. Yeah, he's definitely and, a bear. <laughs> hey, but, can we can we talk about how there needs to be alternate universe fan fiction of Den of Thieves? <laughs> And Merriman being lovers. Oh my god, the oh, tension yeah, dude. between the two of them. I guarantee you there's already a few like slash fic pieces about <laughs> some them. lemon. Yeah. We could we could look some up, see if we could find some. I'll add it into the episode. I'll read some of it. That would be like that would be such a better movie than this one. <laughs> If they were just like, if they were lovers and just on the opposite sides of the law. It would be a plot (laughs) twist that made more sense than the one we got. Yeah. It really uh, would. (laughs) So Big Nick, um, Big Nick is talking with Donnie and Donnie obviously knows what's up and he's like trying to stay away from him. But in the end, Big Nick just kidnaps him. With no warrant or anything. Just, well, yeah, I mean, they're gangsters with badges. They're just, they just do whatever the <laughs> fuck they want. Yeah. Gangsters with badges. Yeah. So, so, uh, Donnie wakes up in Nick's house, Big Nick's house, and there's just prostitutes everywhere. Oh, yeah, baby. Yeah. They get pussy, bro. Yeah. 
Yeah, <laughs> they just, they fuck hard. Yeah. <laughs> They're always just a, just a chill night with the boys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> that was so fucking wild to me. They weren't even like really doing anything. They were there. All the guys were just sitting down. Yeah. Know? And all the girls were just kind of standing up and, you know, aimlessly walking around the rooms. Yeah. And none of none of the girls were naked either. You know. Yeah, the, the, yeah, it's, like, weird. It was very strange. Like, they had just seated them on their laps and were talking about cop stuff. I'm, I'm, my, my guess to me is that they wanted to, like, really show Donnie how badass they were, <laughs> and they had never actually done that before. So they're really uncomfortable with all the girls being there. That's exactly there, what like, I thought. Yeah, they were sitting there just digging their hands into the chairs, just waiting for them to wake up. <laughs> Yeah, like, like, dude, how much fucking uh, how how much did you put into him? He should have been awake like twenty minutes ago. <laughs> so yeah, he wakes. We up. only paid the girls for an hour, okay? We don't have that much more time. <laughs> he wakes up. Uh, they tell him he pissed himself. They sit him down, and Nick just start. Big Nick just starts slapping him. Big Nick is just slapping the shit out of Donnie in in expert interrogation technique. That's been used for many years, you know. It, it, it is enhanced from, interrogation. Famously <laughs> used in Abu Ghraib. <laughs> so they're they're trying to get information out of Donnie about his little criminal enterprise because they know that he was with Merriman, and initially he doesn't break, but then Big Nick puts him in the worst chokehold I've ever seen. <laughs> the worst rear naked on, on the, the planet. The worst rear naked choke I've ever seen. He did not even get under his chin. He didn't get under his chin. He wasn't, he was barely using his forearm. He like was squeezing against the side of his hand and Donnie was overselling the shit out of it. Yeah. Yeah, didn't he start choking, like like sputtering choking after like yes. two or three seconds? All right, and we're back. Thanks for sitting through that ad, you guys. <laughs> Um, where were we? Um, yes, Nick just, Big Nick just put O'Shea Jackson Jr. in a headlock. That, the worst one. It, yeah, it, you, calling it a headlock is very generous. It was more like he was squeezing his chin. Yeah, chin squeeze. It's, it's like the first thing they teach you not to do in your, like, introductory jujitsu lesson. Yeah, it's it's like don't cross your feet and don't squeeze the chin. Yes, yeah. exactly. Don't cross your feet; you'll get caught in that straight foot lock. But anyway, uh, from there, Donnie immediately bends after this non-threat and tells them like everything. He just he just tells them everything he says about how he met Merriman, about all the different heists they've been on. But he doesn't tell them anything about the money because apparently he doesn't know anything about it. And they know. all believe him. Like dumb motherfuckers. Yeah. They were suckers. Like they, <laughs> they thought themselves as so smart. And the story was so obviously fabricated. Yeah. But and that, that flashback went on for a while too. It really did. <laughs> that was like a five minute flashback scene. It it was strange for sure. We we got the the first mention of the line "cuff him up." Hell yes, yeah. one of my favorite lines. Which 
is that like something that is said? Cuff him up? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Really? I thought it was just cuff him. I mean, cuff him up, cuff him. I'm sure people say it. Really? Oh, man. I thought it was just a misunderstanding of police culture. Mm, Nah. All right. Well, like, here I am wrong again. But (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think it's like it's one of those things where both are right. Neither is wrong. You know, it might just be L.A. slang. As long as you're beating the shit out of the suspect, you're not doing anything wrong. Am I right, fellas? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's right. All right. If there's anything this movie taught me, it's that cops are good. So, yeah, we'll get into that later. But, um, so anyway, he, Big Nick tells Donnie that they'll keep in touch. Um, and he leaves. Uh, let's, I'd also like to mention that within one of the, um, in the, what's it called? The flashback scene. There's a very funny workout scene with 50 Cent and oh, and Merriman, and Merriman yeah. where Merriman is doing these weird burpees, where in between each rep, he says his name. Does he really? I do yeah. not remember that. Yeah, rewatch that, it, dude. He goes, That's psychotic. He goes, Merriman, Merriman, Merriman. Mm. It's very strange. That's some, so that's certainly of a sexual nature. Yes, and also uh, 50 is lifting obviously fake weights. He's got, he's got 80 kilograms up there, and he's pushing it like it's like nothing. Also, yeah. I mean, you know, 50 Cent is legitimately very big. They could yeah. have given him real weights, and he could have lifted it in a much more authentic way. For right. sure. But, yeah, so I, I just wanted to add that little bit because I thought Merriman – saying his name through each rep was a hilarious thing. I couldn't stop laughing at that. <laughs> we move on. Uh, now Big Nick is in his car. He's driving. He's listening to Everlast. <laughs> did, did you guys like that scene? Yes. Oh, this one of my favorites. Have you ever met someone that just jams out to Everlast in their car? Um, the one time I jammed out to Everlast, I think I was 16 or 17 <laughs> and I was going through like a nine, a 90s alt phase. Oh, that's a very cool phase to go through. Yeah. So <laughs> I was like, oh man, Everlast is okay. And at the time I was like 16. So like if a 16 year old has that opinion, Big Nick is certainly not doing well for his music, you know, for his music self. Well, Big Nick yeah. has only listened to three songs. <laughs> two of them were just because he decided, yeah, I'm going to listen to classical today. <laughs> and the other, and the other one song was that Everlast song. But yeah. so he goes. But he he thinks classical is like Metallica, though. Oh yeah, <laughs> he he was uh, listening to like one. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> dude, yes. One is, that's his, Big Nick's favorite song. Yes. Nick, Big Nick loves One. He tries to headbang to it, but his hair is too short. Yeah. And it always makes him really sad, and he never has the confidence to grow it out. Yeah. Um, dude, when I was working at E, we saw people like Nick all the time. I mean, he's such, like, it's funny to say it. But people that go to the metal concerts and get kicked out, they're all like that. 
Yeah. Oh, I I believe it. Yeah, dude. But uh, so Big Nick, he turns off his car. He stops listening to Everlast. Unfortunately. Yes. Yeah. Very sad. Uh, he goes into his house and is just chewing. Just chewing <laughs> so much. He's always chewing. He has a very wet mouth. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, I can't really attest to the wetness of his mouth. It's wet, sir. Okay. It is wet. But as, as the resident warehouse expert said, he was just chewing, you know. He it's was chewing away at that food. And his wife comes down the stairs. She's not happy with him. Yeah. She, oh, and also he drinks milk straight out of the carton. Yeah. Well, that's a normal thing to do. But, but like a, a gross amount of milk, you know? <laughs> yeah. He was like chugging that milk. Like he drank a solid pint of milk. Yeah. I, I don't see a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I do this all the time. So his wife comes downstairs. She immediately calls him out on his bullshit. She's like, why are you drinking all this milk? Uh, you smell like alcohol. Were you with strippers? And he's like, me? I don't even know how to use my phone. I'm an idiot. <laughs> yeah. I don't even, I'm, I don't I'm even, a fucking dumbass over here. I don't know how to use this fucking thing. <laughs> Baby. And, Baby. Well, I don't know how to use this fucking thing. And what? it hurt. It turns out that he had texted his wife something that he meant for a stripper. Which, by yeah. the way, why are you texting your strippers? Very weird. Well, look, classic fuck up, okay? Classic dude fuck up. Yeah. It happens to the best of us. <laughs> we all know this. You end up texting the old lady, the old ball and chain, instead of your side piece, you know? It, it, that was, yeah, that was like a, a very funny fuck up to me. Yeah, that was hilarious, dude. I was cracking up. Because I don't really get the vibes that he's texting with his wife frequently. Right. I don't know how she was the one that he accidentally texted. Yeah. But also the idea of sending like a little thank you text to your stripper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was like, it was like, babe, I love how you did that, babe. You, it was so, so hot. <laughs> which makes me think like, which makes me think I have to rescind my earlier comment. You know, maybe this is a repeated like hooker, you know? Maybe. Is, yeah, it, it might be that one, but still don't text her. That's weird. You don't text your strippers. If I could get one thing across to you guys, it's when you get the strippers, you just you throw them onto the side of the road. You never see them again. You never I see. I played them. GTA. No, nah, I'm talking to real life here, guys. <laughs> but um, a, do you do something to say? Oh no, I mean I was just gonna say like I don't blame Big Nick's wife for her actions. No, no, not at all. Could you imagine being married to that fucking asshole? <laughs> I don't yeah. even know. yeah i was thinking that like every scene that has his wife in it like i was just like how did they like meet and get together like gerard butler's character in that just seems like the guy who wouldn't like even have a wife he would just be fucking like hookers and shit for the rest no, of his life to me seems like the guy that um he he was the annoying kid that like swore off alcohol and drugs when he was younger 
And then you had like one sip of alcohol in Vegas at like a bachelor party and just became a, a complete psycho. Yeah, or something. Maybe. Yeah, something like that. But, you know, also Big Nick's the kind of guy who brings up high school football when he's like, <laughs> clearly 40. you know? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we'll get to that too. That was a very funny scene. Yeah. But so his wife just sort of loses it at him. She like takes the kids, they leave. She she punches him with better form than he had when he was choking out Donnie. Um and and they're gone. That's that. Yeah. Um That's literally it. Yeah, let's see. Where are we now? Uh, uh they only... start they start planning the new heist. Well, no, the only thing I have written down for this uh for this next scene is uh their office has a bench press in it and uh they link everyone to merriman so i guess that was just a little cop scene oh yeah mm-hmm. um and so yeah yeah the next one is the guys are planning uh their robbery at the bank and merriman has all this information and we have like no idea where he got it from and he yeah. refuses to tell and that's that i mean the the whole like trust me this is solid i think is a real cop out like they should have told us where he got the information from i don't like that right but yeah so anyway he's explaining how the fed works and uh money is brought in every day and old defective bills are destroyed well first their serial numbers are erased and then they're destroyed which is that how it really works because if so that's the most inconvenient system i could possibly imagine i really doubt that's how it works because why do you need to erase the serial numbers before you destroy the bills yeah that doesn't make sense just destroy the bills right it's not like you're gonna repeat a number but yeah so anyway we learned that the bills their serial numbers are erased and these bills are brought through a series of doors and chambers before they're brought to a truck that they will be shredded in later. And he, and he wants to catch those bills before they're shredded because they have no serial numbers on them. And uh, they'll be completely untraceable. And this is, his, uh, this is his brilliant plan. Now, obviously we could cut a million holes in that but did, is there anything about that that, like, glared to you guys? Well, yes. Um, and I think it was the silliest part of the movie was how Donnie, the Chinese delivery food guy, just kind of walks around this building. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's the most secure building in Los oh, yeah. Angeles. So, so he just we'll, walks around. Yeah, we'll get to that later, but also... The Fed scene was so fucking funny just because of how serious the guards were. Yeah. For the Chinese guy. Like, you have to imagine they were like that for everybody that comes through there. Right. And they were so uh, hostile. ID. And <laughs> the way he, like, tented his fingers Yeah. as he was signing in. He was I, just, like, he was staring at him, like, the entire time, like... But yeah, but we'll get to that. We're we're still not there yet, dude. This movie has so many turns. I think so many twins. I think I don't think we're like even an hour into it, honestly. That's about an hour. Yeah. 
So uh, meanwhile, Nick has inexplicably linked a bunch of robberies to Merriman and his crew. Again, but he can't prove it definitively. Yeah, he can't prove it. We don't really know how he has this information anyway. And he's saying, like, this is it. This is everything. If we catch these guys, then we can solve all six of these bank robberies that we have left open because we have six bank robberies that are still open cases yeah. in Los Angeles. Yeah, we, we at major crimes, we suck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah, we're garbage. We, we, can't, we can't solve the easiest crime to solve. A bank robbery. <laughs> like, the most easy-to-trace thing possible. Well, like, all they do at work is just, like, have weird sexual tension with FBI agents and, like, fuck strippers. Oh, uh, yeah, and, and, punch, and punch punching bags in their office. Yeah, that's all they're doing. Yeah, <laughs> it's... It's so strange. <laughs> it's, it's a very strange world that they've created, and I... And I'm trying to think, like, is that, it, it, like, it's very strange to us, but is that really how ridiculous and over the top, like, the police world is? Because it might be. That's the thing. Yeah, I think it probably is. And that's an ongoing theme in this movie, where you're like, oh, look at these fucking ridiculous cops. And then you look out into the real world, and cops are so much more ridiculous. Right. You know, you, you could say that they're, you know, a gang with a badge, you know? We, you could say that. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've referenced that line a few times and we sort of skipped over that scene. So if you guys want to explain this hilarious encounter. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's when like, they're interrogating uh, Donnie and uh, Gerard Butler, Big Nick, is just kind of explaining to, to Donnie how, like, how fucked he is and that, like, why he should snitch. So he, he just goes like, yeah, you know, you could say that this is sort of a gang, you know, uh, but the difference is we're a gang with badges. <laughs> and then he says, and then he says, like, do we look like the guys who will cuff you up, take you to the police station, do all the paperwork? No, we'll just shoot you. <laughs> <laughs> Less paperwork. Like, yeah, it's like, holy shit. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's. It's such a succinct summary of police culture. They're literally just a gang, but the only difference is they've got those little badges. Right. And yeah, it's it's a very funny scene, but I do think it might be some of the most prescient political commentary of the last decade. It really is. And I don't even, like there was no way any of this was meant to be as powerful as it was. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> So um, as Nick is leaving his office after he's linked all these robberies, this lawyer comes up to him and he's, and the lawyer just yells in a very loud voice in front of his friends, you're getting divorced. Um, <laughs> it's like, you okay, bro? Welcome to the club. So, so, so yeah, um, he has moved on from being a, a cop that beats his wife to the the ex-wife guy. <laughs> yeah. Classic um, ex-wife guy. Yeah, he, he really is. He's such an ex-wife guy. You know yeah. who he kind of reminds me of is uh, Don Jr. A little bit, but Big Nick's it. actually cool. Yes. Yeah. That's the, if, 
if Don Jr. took tea and was like uh, was like really into acid in high school, he would become Big Nick. Big Nick. Yeah. Big Nick is ultimately much better for the world than Don Jr. Yes. That's I'd have true. to say yes. Yeah. It cleans yeah. up the streets. Because at least he's honest about, like, who he is, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, from there, we move on to the first phase of the elaborate and stupid bank robbery. Um, so O'Shea gets... Oh, wait. Before we, before we move on, can we talk about the uh, dinner scene a little bit? Um, I'm not sure that's happened yet. In that, the, that happens in the a little later. It happens a little. Oh, it does. My bad. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. No, listen, dude. I if you, I might send you a picture of what I have in front of me right now. <laughs> Just comprehensive notes. I mean, I, <laughs> I look like a psychopath over here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's got him. He's got them all on his wall with like red string connecting different points. <laughs> he's trying to understand the heist, like. No, I've got six papers laid out all over my bed. Uh, I've got my laptop angled up on my shoulder. And I'm sitting down on one foot while rolling a basketball with the other foot. <laughs> That's the kid stuff. That Yeah, this straight kid shit right here. You, sh- you should have seen the toys I had for the last episode. Oh, baby. But, yeah. Um, so, anyway... Where are we? Yeah, so O'Shea gets a delivery job with this incredibly racist, <laughs> racistly portrayed Chinese character who just says, I pay minimum wage plus you split tip. Yeah, sure, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, he's okay. close. He, uh, he gets through the Fed. Uh, just a, a quick aside, uh, when we were being introduced to the Fed, uh, Merriman goes, 53 people there have been 53 robbery attempts none have gone past the front lobby and like and i I just thought it was very funny like where did he pull that statistic from like did they have that on the fed web page like 53 have tried none have gone yeah Uh, if you get past the front lobby you get a (laughs) t-shirt but yeah so he gets through the front lobby very easily as a delivery guy even though he's faced with some more sexual tension in the front lobby with this other guard who had a very small mustache. And so he gets through, he delivers the food to these ladies. We don't really know what their job is, but they do like minor sexual assault to him. Yeah, yeah they they harass him a little bit. They, they really do. <laughs> it's it, not enough people are talking about uh, the way black women treat Chinese food delivery drivers. This I really need to have that discussion. <laughs> yeah. yeah, y'all aren't ready for that yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A thread. But yeah, so, and uh, O'Shea, Donnie, whatever you want to call him, he, he then just freely walks through the Federal Reserve Bank in California, and he, uh, he goes to a bathroom where there are, there's open ventilation above the bathrooms for some reason. And he puts a little package there for the next time he's going to come. Uh, in, a, in a very questionable uh, 
architectural move. Yeah, it's strange. Have Have you guys ever seen open ventilation above a bathroom? No. No. I gotta say, I haven't. Yeah, I, I've I've been in many a bathroom. I I've taken a few poos. I've never seen that. Right. Y'all, y'all shitting. Uh, not not RN. Not RN. <laughs> Not our end. Not our end. Eventually. <laughs> Prayers up for you, big dog. You'll be the first <laughs> to know, Asher. Oh, uh, you better text me. <laughs> I will. Send pictures. Oh yeah. But yeah, uh, where are we? Um, yeah, he gets. He's, yeah. He's hiding his gear, or whatever. Yeah. He he hides everything, and he gets through no problem. Merriman is very pleased, obviously, and then we get a very beautiful flashback probably my favorite scene in the movie um this is where uh one of the cops is meeting uh 50 cents daughter to go to the prom is is that what this is i thought it was oh oh it was the prom i i don't know what it was he had said 16 years so i assumed it was a prom yeah, like the prom or the or some dances. So they were jigging, they were vibing. That's all. Okay. But um, so this this guy he comes up and he's like, "Oh, your mom is so hot," and then uh, Fifty Cent comes out, and at this point, that was that that scene like that was also like my favorite scene in the entire movie because. Uh, for whatever reason, first I thought it was like I thought it was like a wedding, <laughs> and like uh, this is about the time where I got really fucked up. By the way, and uh, <laughs> by the way, in case you haven't learned yet, the Rat King Miller, functioning alcoholic. Yeah, just straight up. Yeah, I don't have a fucking problem, dude. You have a fucking problem. Hey, we don't have problems. <laughs> No, we don't have problems. We have uh, future solutions. Yeah, we have solutions. Yeah. You want um, the answers, you come to public access. Yeah. But I thought it was like, I thought it was a wedding and that uh, 50 Cent was meeting his daughter's fiance <laughs> for the first time. <laughs> and that he was like, because he had that little bandana in his pocket. So I was like, oh my God, like, how did, like, your daughter is marrying a blood 50? Like, what is, and you've never met him? How did this slip through your fingers, bro? But yeah, so so let's go into what makes this scene great. So 50 meets him and he's like, let me, let me talk to you for a second. And he pulls him into a room and it's, I mean, you could smell the TRT. Yeah. You know? All of these guys <laughs> are just shooting clembuterol up their ass cheeks just the largest people you've ever seen. And they're, they're all just standing there, just very dead-eyed, glaring at this 16-year-old. And 50's like, if she doesn't come home by 11.30, I'm gonna fucking kill you, bro. Yeah. And one of the Samoans just starts yelling at him in, in another language. In Samoan, and probably. I, I, I would assume it's Samoan. I'm too much of an idiot to even know if Samoan was a language. That's why I didn't say anything. <laughs> yep. 
or geez, I don't know now. Is it a, is it a language? It's yeah, it's a language. I'm looking it up right now. I'm calling you out. I don't think it's a language. It is. It is. But yeah, um, well, they would have their you know own indigenous language. But anyway, um, let's see. Yeah, yeah. it's it basically starts yelling a Hakka year old. It's called Samoan. Yeah. Uh, they also Tongan. So it could have been anything, but whatever. That's very peripheral. That doesn't matter. Uh, anyway, they just scare the shit out of this 16-year-old. And uh, the 16-year-old leaves the room, and Merriman says, I think he got the picture, bro. And they all start dying of laughter. Yeah. Did yeah. Did you see when the uh, the 16-year-old was like being escorted out of the room on that door when the door closes that door has a poster for the red hot chili peppers on it <laughs> no i didn't yeah i noticed that yes, i was like did. i was like 50 cent does not listen to the red hot chili peppers dude oh dude 50 is like hammering out uh 300 pound uh, seated flies and you just hear the red the the sound of the red hot chili peppers yeah he's listening to uh the adventures of rain dance maggie as he's working out yeah his his daughter's just like sitting up in her room with headphones on and she hears red hot chili peppers blaring and she's like oh dad's working out again <laughs> all right so yeah did you have did you have anything to say about that i think you got the picture bro scene yeah so i nothing Nothing too much different. I guess I just got to say that, of course, this movie, this so ridiculously testosterone-laden, stereotypical moody movie has to have a scene where a father gives away his daughter and then threatens the boyfriend. You know, you know of course that has to happen. It's true. It was an incredibly yeah. unnecessary scene. It was like, it, it did nothing to the plot. We already knew these characters would have acted like this in this situation. We didn't <laughs> it's true you know it, it's a scene you could have come up with in your head right yeah no like <laughs> if, if you if after these characters have been on screen for an hour i would have already known that they would do that so <clears> it's like it's just completely unnecessary right so yeah uh uh can, can i just is, is it cool if i just call you josh on this or do you want to keep yeah that's, that way? that's fine Okay, so Josh, I want to turn this over to you now for the next scene because no. you did really enjoy it. The next scene is where Nick, Big Nick, runs into Donnie and his crew at the <laughs> bar. And the fucking Conky or Benny Hanna or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, yeah Bonsai. It, is that what it's called? Yeah. So basically, this scene was really important to me because. I, first of all, why the fuck are Merriman and his crew going there? You know what I mean? Like, that <laughs> yeah. does not seem like they're seen whatsoever. Like, shouldn't they be going to, like, Chili's, I guess? But... Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're real, bit... they're real Chili's guys. <laughs> you know, they come across know. to me as, like, an Olive Garden crew. Yeah, something like that. Not, like, Benny Hanna, you know? Benny fucking Hanna. Yeah. Um, but it's also weird to me how uh, Big Nick and the boys roll up. You know what I mean? 
I guess they only go there because they know Merriman and the crew is there. So it's not their scene either. <laughs> like, what's that? Like, it's not their scene either. Yeah, no, it, it's not their scene. It's like it, it's just it's both parties are completely out of the water. You know, like fish out of water. They are they're not. I just I just don't understand. I mean, Merriman's wearing a fucking tank top there. You know what yeah. I mean? Do a Benihana. <laughs> Do a Benihana. It's not <laughs> like you gotta. It's not like you gotta dress up. But also, it would have been it would have been funny if he put like a clip on tie on it. Yeah. <laughs> it, like Bro, completely unironically. Yeah, he's wearing like a tuxedo t-shirt. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah. you want to keep going into detail about this scene? Yeah. And then Big Nick, uh, I guess he probably already knows that they're there. That's what I'm assuming, unless it's yeah. already stated. Um, but Big Nick goes to harass Donnie. He just straight up, like, just tortures him, you know? He knows that they're going to, like, probably kill him for what he says to them because they know that they're all cops, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like that's another thing that just – screams like ridiculously incompetent which makes a lot of sense because cops are incompetent but it's like why would you go harass your confidential other undercover informant in front of his gang you know yeah yeah Yeah, exactly this is like his his case like this is the case that's gonna make him you know well i mean he's already been made it's just like this is one of his big ones you know it's a personal thing it's, it's and I guess a seven that's bank robbery string. Like, you got to handle that with extreme caution. Yeah, and it's like, I guess Big Nick's pride just gets in his way. He has to go fuck with Donnie. Well, yeah, and do you want to talk a little bit about how he uh, sort of ribbed Merriman? Yes, of course. I was, <laughs> I, I was just about to say, Big Nick is the, you know, like I said earlier, he's the kind of guy... And you could have told, you could have known this from the first thirty seconds. He's the kind of guy who, he's forty three years old, and he still brings up high school football on a semi regular basis. You know what I mean? Yes. And then he's like, he identifies Merriman, and he identifies Fifty Cent. Hey, I remember you guys. Oh, we played. You. Oh, we beat the <laughs> shit out of you guys. Weren't you number seventy six? You know what I mean? And it's like, dude, that game that you're talking about happened 25 years ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, why the fuck do you remember that? I don't remember shit about high school sports and high school was like seven years ago for me. Right. Dude, talking high school sports in college is lame. It really is. Unless you are like reminiscing with your friend about like, Oh, remember when this was funny at the bus or something like that? Yeah. Then it's fine. No, like you talk highlights. But if you legitimately talk about high school sports in any capacity, you're a fucking nerd. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're a fucking loser if you talk about high school football in any time after graduation. Yo, dude, do you remember that time where we all stuck our hands in our like in our boxers just to touch our balls to stay warm? That shit was tight, yo. Yeah, back in the day, back in back a uh, what what game was it? It was week 7. I think it was a uh, October. No, yeah fucking <laughs> but anyway i mean like he ribs and then merriman says like uh bro we're with family and like their girlfriends clearly look like strippers you know what i mean yeah. and that's not, not you know anything to say very i'm not saying women. incredibly <laughs> but um yeah i mean i guess i shouldn't really slut shame 
you know, these, these poor women. Oh but, no, I, they, they seem like people that I would have an intelligent conversation with. I mean, it's about just, it's jazz. just a, about to, actually, yeah. Going back to big Nick's musical taste real quick. <laughs> big Nick is the kind of guy who would hear like miles, miles Davis and be like, man, this is some good classical music. <laughs> Like, oh man you know bitches brew would be playing on the radio and he's like oh this is this is really really old classical music like my dad used to listen to but anyway yeah the romans played this <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right so i'm basically i'm done i just wanted to rant about that one scene yeah no so yeah. so yeah in in summary he goes to the bar he or he goes to benihana wherever the fuck they are and he compl- he puts his case in jeopardy immediately and his witness. It's an extremely irresponsible move, but he's big fucking Nick and he'll do what he wants. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, obviously uh, Merriman immediately realizes what's happening and he, he picks up Donnie and he, he asks him, are you a cop? And Donnie goes, no, are you? And that is the funniest possible retort that you could give. Yeah. Like, like you're talking to this man that has put together this, this, in, this master plan for robbing the Federal Reserve. He asks you if you're a cop and you say, no, you. No, no you. <laughs> Fucking stupid. But yeah, they, uh, they take him, they take him to a, this, weird abandoned building where um they're like i think it's their shop pouring acid into like a bucket and uh donnie basically just admits that he he didn't know he was a cop but he didn't tell them shit you know like he was a Mm -hmm. good guy i didn't tell him shit i didn't tell him shit it was it was actually like an incredibly well acted scene i thought it was very good i'll be honest but um yeah so that's that. Merriman buys it. Uh, and where are we now? Let me. God, I've got so many fucking papers here. Yeah, th- this is like, uh, like, in between the heists, this entire movie is just like one person confronting another person. Just a series of confrontations. Yeah, like every single scene in this movie is like, like I wrote down like, Crew confronts uh, Donnie. Gerard confronts Crew at at the uh, Japanese restaurant. <laughs> then Gerard confronts his wife and friends. Yeah, dude. <laughs> friends. Um, like that's the entire movie. Dude, it's Jersey Shore if it was directed by Michael Bay. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, it really is. Yeah, but anyway, the next scene is another great Big Nick scene. Uh, Big Nick goes to this family dinner. And proceeds to be like the biggest asshole somebody could possibly be. He pulls out his divorce papers and signs yeah. them on the table. He he's just doing minor assaults to everybody around. There, he's like, don't fucking touch me, bro. There's yeah. there's no real reason for this scene to exist, but it was hilarious. Yeah, was such a Dude, fucking fun scene. This this one and the 50 cent scene are these are like my two favorite scenes in this movie cuz it's just Gerard Butler like <laughs> like just doing the classic uh like drunk ex-husband move 
of just like showing up wherever his wife is and like ranting at like the people she's with and making this huge scene. It's it's honestly a damn shame that only dog shit like this movies have the balls to give like negative character development to a character. Because like in most movies, the main character, he just like, he never does anything wrong. He's a perfect angel. Yeah. Or if he does, he immediately makes it up. Yeah. But like the thing that the thing that I did kind of like about this movie was that the guy they were like Big Nick, he he's just a complete fucking asshole. And I think more good movies should do that. They really should. Yeah, I agree. But yeah. Uh so anyway, where were we? He he just he signs the table, he leaves, and so yeah. So Donnie confronts Nick and he's like, What the fuck? What did you do to me, dude? You almost had me killed. And um, they they get sort of make up. Uh, Donnie tells him that the robbery is still on. Um, and then there's another very weird scene where Big Nick goes to a firing range that Merriman is at. And they just sort of shoot. It, it's yeah, yeah, but in a really sexually tense way. I, I yeah. can't really, I can't really explain this scene. They just shoot. Well, <laughs> like, yeah. So yeah, so, they don't say a single word to each other this whole scene. Yeah, I mean, they're just showing each other how fucking badass they are. They're, you know, Big Nick walks up and he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna psychologically warfare these guys." I, I read Sun Tzu. Um, but anyway, yeah, they're just they're doing the equivalent of just staring at each other and showing their dicks. Like, that's all they're doing. No, they really are. Yeah. But uh, after, after Merriman leaves, uh, Big Nick brings out the target that, Mer- that Merriman had been using, and all the shots had hit, like, very close to the middle. It was, it was supposed to show that he was a very skilled uh, gunman. Marksman. Marksman, yeah. He, he was, he's an assassin. He's a trained killer. He's a Marsoc fast marine, guys. <laughs> specific here. Yeah. <laughs> so from there, we get a PG strip club scene. They, the stripper whispers something into Big Nick's ear. We don't really know what it is, and it's not ever really explained. But uh, we immediately flash to the next morning where it's clear that he had just fucked the stripper. And they're just hanging around their house, and Merriman just walks in. <laughs> Big Nick's just there with his shirt off. Yeah, yeah, Nick's there with his shirt off. And we're, at this point, I think we're reaching the height of their sexual tension, right? Like, just kiss, bro. Yeah. yeah. And the thing about that scene that really gets me is that these are the two most alpha fucking dudes on the planet. You know what I mean? They well, are... I mean, they're in their in their in the same room, you know. They can barely contain their 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 tension. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yes. just like it's just really powerful. It, it's incredibly powerful, and I don't know if you had noticed, but like towards because again in this scene they didn't say a word to each other. Nice. So we now have like about ten to twelve minutes of just no dialogue, and these two guys just trying to big dick each other. <laughs> It's 
an absolute masterclass in avant-garde filmmaking. Yeah, it uh, like that strip club scene specifically really reminded me of like a Nicholas Winding Refn movie. I don't know who that is. Oh well, he he directed Drive. Okay. Like there's like there's no dialogue. Things are like very hush, and all the lighting is like very brightly colored. Yeah, that was. I mean, it was a pretty stereotypical PG strip club scene. I think I've yeah. seen. It. Like, but it's it like stood out to me for that reason because I was like this like this scene doesn't like belong in this movie. It's yeah. strange. But the next scene is a little creepy. So Nick pulls up to uh, his daughter's school and <laughs> just just holding onto the chain link fence and being a real creep. And like the school police officer would have like confronted him, you know? Right. Like, every public school has, like, three armed guards now. Yeah. This this is, like, another classic divorced dad move. Exactly. Like baby. It's, like, not going through, like, not getting, like, a visitor's pass or whatever. Just, like, waiting until your kid is, like, out at the playground, like, saying hi through a chain link fence. Yes. Yes, exactly. And um, he he proceeds to show how terrible of a communicator he is because he's doing these weird bits for his daughter that aren't good they're not cute they're just very strange i i don't know how to explain it like have you ever seen a dad communicate with his daughter like that doing the weird puppet voice or whatever yeah no that was weird too because this like presumably this kid is like 10 years old no i don't think he's 10 it i don't remember i i have no idea i I think he's like six Either way, I thought she was, like, it felt like, like, she was way too old for, like, this is, like, baby talk that Gerard Butler is doing in this. And it's, like, she's too old for this. What are you doing? And let's, let's remember that the last time she saw him, her mom was, like, crying and hitting him. (laughs) (laughs) And none of this is registering to her. Yeah. Dumb broad, am I right? Classic. You said it, brother. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, and this is like the last scene before we go into what will go down as the greatest heist in cinema history. Are you guys ready? We're we're gonna talk the heist now. It's time. Oh, we're talking heist time. We we've built up to this, and now it's time to let it rip. It's going to be very hard to describe this, though, because as we said in the beginning of this episode, everything is happening all the time. Yeah. But yes, so... Um, like, nothing nothing happened in this movie. It's just people confronting each other, and then this scene happens. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so they pull up to the to Pico Rivera savings, in their, uh, just in, like, a regular car, and, uh, they're, but they're, like, super heavily armed, like, they're SWAT team looking, and I don't think I made it specific, we're talking about Merriman and his crew. Yeah. hmm And, uh, They're so they dressed like, it. uh, Marsoc Fast Marines. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> and so they go into the bank, and Nick makes no attempt to stop them. He sits in his car like a fucking dumbass. 
And not only that, later in this scene, when uh, the hostages try to call the cops, he brushes them off. He tells the cops not to come. Yeah. Um, this is my fucking case! But yeah, uh, so he, so they go into the bank and they tie up all the hostages and everything. It's a very, very tense, like it's a very intense scene. And again, I thought the scene was done relatively well until Merriman delivered a super cringy line where he tells them it's going to be a long day. If you need to take a piss, piss in your pants. Yeah. <laughs> like, whoa, just let him use the bathroom, dude. It, but it's just like, Every possible moment where the movie can be good, they just ruin it with dialogue that comes from people that have like never heard someone speak in their life. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, all the all the dialogue in this movie is fucking terrible. Yeah, at this point, the number of times that bro has been said is close to like 175. Yeah, they say bro so much. Um, but yeah, so the hostages are all tied up and everything. The cops, the cops pull up. There's a, a negotiator gets on the phone, uh, and Merriman says, "We need like ten million dollars and a helicopter." And he goes, "It'll take some time." And he goes, "You just killed a hostage." Like just immediately hangs up the phone. They take a they take a woman to the back room to quote unquote kill her, and uh, the the cops are all mad about it again. Uh, the FBI guy and Nick are having another uh, sexually tense scene. Uh, it, it's not a good time for anybody. We'll say. Right. It's really not. No. No one. No one's having fun except for Merriman. And um, they, the, the guy, he calls back and he's like, okay, please don't hang up on us. We'll have your, all your things there in 90 minutes. And Marin's like, okay, that's cool with me. And uh, the cops are hanging out outside of the bank for a while. And then just out of nowhere, uh, Big Nick just looks at the sewer. He just looks at it, and he immediately gathers what's happening. <laughs> Big Nick's probably the most intuitive cop of all time. Yes, and yeah. I, we've seen earlier he's he's incapable of like basic thought processes, but he realizes like what three D chess Merriman is playing here. Just immediately. Yeah, yeah. just off the cuff, super cool. <laughs> this catches it, so he walks in with like just one gun. Yeah, that was like that was the like the biggest big dick move that Nick made in that movie was he just walked in during the, during the heist with a pistol. Dude, dude, big dick to hell. I mean, that was intense, brother. Yeah, he didn't even like let any of the other cops know. I don't think. Yeah. No, he didn't do anything. Yeah, he's like, all right, well, it's time to go in now. Yeah. Yes, and. uh but by the time he comes in, it's too late. Um, they have stolen a lot of money, and they've gone through the sewer. Uh, the, only th the only other thing I wrote down for this scene is cops with sunglasses inside. 
because the rest oh, yeah. of the cops that came in, they were just pointing guns at all the hostages and wearing sunglasses. It's, Hell yeah, they were. Yeah, just doing normal cop stuff. Yeah, that's SOP right yeah. there. <laughs> and um, so they go through the sewer. Uh, they get out pretty quickly. Um, and now with all this money they have, they put it in these cases and they put it in their armored truck that they had got earlier. They now also have fed uniforms for some reason. I don't know how. That we have like authentic and they have all like the registration that you need and everything. And so they just pull up in this armored vehicle with all this cash to the Federal Reserve and they just let them in. <laughs> they just go into the most secure bank in the country. Uh, you guys have anything to add up until this point? No, I mean, that's about it. Yeah, you know, no. it's just real stupid. <laughs> Yeah. we're we're getting to levels of stupidity that were like unheard of that yeah this whole this whole part i i didn't understand at all i was yeah. totally lost so i just a little bit behind the scenes the first time i watched this movie i re-watched the heist twice because <laughs> it, it made no sense and i and i uh fucking read a summary of it online like yeah, I put way too much effort into this movie. Yeah. Way too much effort. My colon is leaking. But yeah, so they get in. Uh, they the cops don't even question why there are these new guys that are bringing the money on a on a call that was brought that was called in like a couple hours ago. You know, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, there was an emergency. Uh, Fed drop called, and we have these new guys, and they're running a little late. Uh, we're not gonna, we're not gonna call the savings place at all. And no, we don't care. We're yeah. not gonna run a background check on these guys. This isn't shady whatsoever. Nothing suspicious here, folks. Yeah, but um, so they get through, and they're just sort of they're waiting there. They're hanging out. Uh, the only name I remember from the cops inside the Federal Reserve is Luigi because they say Luigi like 10,000 times. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was hey, so Luigi. funny. Hey, Luigi. He's also like the only black person that works at the Federal Reserve. Yeah. yeah Luigi and the other guy that he works with. Yeah, but we don't know his name. We just know Luigi. Yeah. Just think only Luigi. Yes. So, uh, Somehow, uh, they're able to cut the power out. Yeah, because um, uh, Cheddar Bob, you know, he flicks the switch on the biggest AC disconnect on the planet. (laughs) Oh, yes. As a warehouse analyst, do you want to, like, break down this scene? Well, I mean, (laughs) a warehouse analyst. I mean, I think, you know. (laughs) That took a little while to register. No, I just I just had to think. Of, um, I think they said in the movie that Cheddar Bob worked for Pacific Power or whatever the fucking company was, so he knows where to go to go cut the power for the the building or the block or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that I mean that makes sense. But also, you know how the fuck would he get in there 
You know what I mean? Like, I'm pretty sure if the power was killed manually on that disconnect, they would, like, the power company would immediately know. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It's like, wait, somebody just flipped the disconnect and this whole block's dark. What the hell's going on? He's you also, like, I mean? the shadiest looking guy imaginable. Yeah, dude, he's got, like, three neck tattoos. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Cheddar Bob, but, like, 50 years old. Like, he, he wears a snapback still. Yes, it's very cool. It's so cool. He, you know, he might be the coolest guy in this movie. I mean, we've been talking about all the high T guys. How about the guys that are like not self-conscious about how they look and are just vibing and turning off electric switches? Yeah, I mean, like, but, um, but anyway, uh, I want to know the amperage on that disconnect. But anyway. I cannot um, do that, unfortunately. Yeah, no, I need to go behind the scenes. Yes. But uh, yeah, I mean that's that's all I got. That's all I gotta say about that. But yeah, so <laughs> I'm gonna need you guys to stay really focused here because this is where the movie gets very confusing. <laughs> uh, I want to ask you guys a question, and I want you to be very honest with me. After yeah. the point where they browned out the lights, did either of you have any idea what happened? Yeah. You did. Yeah. How about you? Please explain it, cause I have no idea. All right. So, uh, O'Shea, Donnie, is hanging out inside of the cash box. And uh, as the power goes out, he opens the box up and he takes some of the money out of it and he puts it in, like, a bag. I'm trying to work through this in my head because my notes are just all, what the fuck is happening here? Um, (laughs) Basically. Yeah. Uh, There's no real reason why he was in the box in the first place that I can think of. It was to uh, put the money in the bags and then throw them down the garbage chute. Yes. Yes, you're right. Take all the money, put it in the garbage truck, and he was able to get out uh, wearing his delivery clothes. So, Somehow. And uh, they replaced the money that he had thrown out with the money that they had stolen from Pico Rivera Savings. So it looked like all the money was accounted for. <gasps> Are you following me? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I am. So now... Uh, now Donnie takes the food uh, that he had left in the bathroom for, we have no idea how long. At least a week. At At a bare minimum. At least a week. And he brings it to the women. He didn't even need to really do that. He didn't need to bring them the food. He could have just left through the front. Right. But, I mean, technically they did. Well, yeah, never mind. You know, he really didn't need to. He could have just walked out. Yeah. And also, he's holding a bag of cash, too, if I remember correctly. I'm not sure. You're probably right, though. You have the notes. I have the notes, but it's not written in the notes. Uh, But anyway, so he leaves through the front and a very tense security guard, who I guess works every shift. The same one. Yeah. Yeah. Is like, hey, your name isn't on here. And... Donnie, he pulls another no you. <laughs> yeah. but, he does. But like his 
his charisma is just off the charts, I guess, and he's able to deceive people with the most basic lies. And he it goes, was the other shift. He goes, I, I don't know, bro. I signed it with the other shift. And the security guard, who's the most hostile-looking man on the planet, he goes, <laughs> okay. He's just glaring at him. And then it cuts to Donnie just, like, walking free, like, no confrontation. <laughs> yeah. And so he gets out of there unscathed. But the um, – well, I mean, the ladies do call the front desk on him, but by the time they get the message, it's too late. Yeah. Uh, he, he's gone. Yeah, he's gone. He's walking down the street. He thinks he's homebound, but Nick pulls up to him, and they beat the shit out of him. Yeah, yeah they just jump his ass. But, oh, my God, this – I still don't understand this scene. He was their guy. He was their in. They right. knew he was going to be there. Why did they fuck him up? Because they don't care. Because they're bad guys. Yeah, yeah they're fucking gangsters with yeah. badges. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, they get him in the car, they cuff him, and then they beat him up again. Right. And, and just a, a funny thing that I neglected to mention was that they pull up next to him, and one of them goes, let's throw him into the fence first. <laughs> <laughs> just, no, what? <laughs> Proving that they've never... Like, proving that they're, like, completely unfamiliar with anyone who's jumped anyone. It, planning like that doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're in the middle of an op right now. Like, And they didn't need to pick him up anyway. Like, they knew where he was. They were in contact with him. Right. But anyway, now he's in his car. The guys are back in their armored vehicle. They have all the money from the truck in there now. They get out unscathed and from here they go to a junkyard if I'm remembering correctly uh-huh. where Cheddar Bob it, the fact that I get to say this sentence makes me so happy dude Cheddar Bob holds Max Holloway at gunpoint and steals his truck <laughs> yeah <laughs> but anyway it's ridiculous yeah. So they now have all the shredder money and all the money that they stole. And um they put they load it up into a van. At this point they're told that uh by their like guy on the inside that Donnie's been caught. They're kinda sad, but not really. They have all their money, they have everything they need. They got out, the heist is complete. But Oh, they didn't account on one thing. Los Angeles traffic. Yep. Oh, no. That damn L.A. traffic. Uh, yes, we're, in, we're sitting in L.A. traffic, and somehow Merriman is able to see out of his rearview mirror that, uh, uh, that, what's his name, that Big Nick is hot on his trail 50 cars back or something. Uh. So now comes probably the weirdest scene in this movie, I'd say, uh, just because of how people act. Because (laughs) Merriman gets out of his car with a fully automatic weapon. Yeah, a saw. Yes. And and the, the cops get out as well. 
and um, nobody gets out of their cars. Yeah. None of the people in packed LA traffic get out of their cars. Uh, <laughs> they, they see they see so many weapons. Yeah. All the all the run away. Huh? Yeah. And... What'd you say? I was there just were, saying, like, yeah, yeah, there, there were, were people that were running, running away. With. Well, it started with like this one, like a single guy, kind of just like takes off. I mean, if this happened, there would have been a mass panic, maybe a riot. Oh yeah, hundred percent. L.A. doesn't like there. Most people in L.A. are either so used to guns that they bring out their own and join a gunfight. And the other group of people have literally never seen a gun in their entire life. Right. So some other shit would have gone down than just this weird scene. But anyway. All um, the cops have the golden scars from Fortnite. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The scar H. Hell yeah. (laughs) Do you know that uh, I think Dallas PD has a, a Ferrari or a Lamborghini? Oh, I believe I remember seeing that. Yeah, but that's that's for another episode. So Merriman licks his finger and puts it to the wind, which I thought was kind of funny. And then he proceeds to just perforate every car on the road with <laughs> round after round after round. He's killing, like, everybody, dude. He's killing absolutely everybody. Yeah. Um, he gets a couple of the cops... Um, but, uh, what's his name? But Big Nick and, uh, the black cop. We, do we ever get his name? I don't remember. Yeah, I wouldn't know. And the black cop, they survive. And they're, they're shooting too. They get a bunch of guys on Merriman's side. Uh, Cheddar Bob, Cheddar Bob gets domed. And then they kill 50 Cent. Yes. Uh, after... After countless attempts on his life, 50 Cent is finally killed. And um, it's, uh, it's a scene that they definitely thought was badass, where the cop, or that was the kid who he threatened to kill if he didn't bring his daughter home by 1130, uh, he, he told him, you're in his hands now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very so, it's like, did we establish any of these characters as like religious? Like, I don't understand what no, that scene but, was like, about. You just gotta understand that people are religious these days, <laughs> yes. especially, yeah, especially, especially in Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so yeah, that was yeah, that I, sucked because the whole like the thing I was excited about seeing was like Fifty Cent robbing banks. Because, like, you know, like, he used to do that. That was, like, 50 Cent's, like, thing before he was a rapper, was he was just robbing banks and shit. And then, God, I would love that to be my bit. Yeah. I, dude, I would swap Kratom for bank robbery any day. Hell yeah. <laughs> and he just, like, he pulls off one at the beginning, and then he just gets fucking, like, shot down, and the only one that you get to, like, actually see the planning and shit for. Yeah, but so Merriman is shot, and he is laying on the ground, and Nick comes up to him, and he shoots him again, and he does not, at this point, it's clear that Big Nick does not want to kill him. 
He's standing he there and he's respects like, respects him too much. He's yeah, he's earned his respect. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't get up. Please don't get up. But Merriman, he he's got like a bullet wound in his heart. And he like gets to his feet and raises his gun. And so uh Big Nick is forced to just two to the dome and kill yeah. him. No, he fucking blasts Merriman. Yeah. And um, and the last thing Merriman says to Big Nick is, I told you. And <laughs> did either of you guys know what he was referencing? Yeah, no. I ain't cuffing up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, all right. There we go. Oh, sure. that. Yeah, that actually makes sense. But yeah, and that okay. basically... That yeah, because of that. that. Yeah. So that ends that scene. The, the bulk of the movie is over, but it's time for them to release... The thing that we've all really been waiting for and the thing we've been waiting to discuss. Um, so Big Nick goes back to his normal life and he goes back to the bar, I guess, to talk to Donnie, maybe make amends with him after beating the shit out of him. And the guy that owns the bar goes, he quit two days ago. And uh, Big Nick sort of like scans the room and he sees a picture of Donnie on a soccer team with a couple of the other guys that were part of the heist. And he immediately, he goes like white faced and it is revealed to us. Now the big plot twist, Merriman was not the mastermind behind this. It was Donnie. All he Kaiser Zosade it. <laughs> yeah. And um, they show a couple like flashbacks to explain why he was he was the guy behind it like that he had gotten all this gear from people that were drunk and left it around the bar i mean that doesn't explain how he has like full federal reserve gear like they didn't leave that in the bathroom Um, i think he was just able to to steal some (laughs) because some of the guys were in on it but yeah um but fuck the but this this big reveal it it made it made no sense. It yeah. really didn't. Yeah, it made zero, zero sense. sense. Like he I mean, he say what you're go ahead. No, yeah, it, like the the um, the heist itself was relatively meticulously planned out and shot in a way that sort of made sense. And if it ended with Merriman dying. The, like the movie is tied up nice and tight, you know, mm-hmm. like everything's accounted for, but um, they, they add this element into it and it just, it, it doesn't, nothing ties together. Everything is completely unraveled. I can't begin to explain where the faults in that begin. Someone else want to say? Yeah. I mean, like, it's just unbelievable. The, the, first of all, Donnie has not been hinted at all to be this Kaiser Soze figure, except for the one scene at the beginning where he says, I'm in complete control of my environment at all times. Like that's it, you know? Mm -hmm. And I guess when he is being um, interrogated by big Nick at the beginning, uh, when they kidnap him, you know, he's just spilling the beans on Merriman and his crew because he doesn't care about them. They're just, you know, 
the kind of sacrificial lambs because that's what I assumed that Donnie, I guess, thought of him like, you know? He right. would, like, yeah. let them die so he could get away. But it's like, why didn't they hint at that at all, you know? Never. Not once no. in the entire movie. And um, I guess I forgot to mention, when they went back to Merriman's van and looked at all the bags of money, it was filled with all the shredded bills. Right. Yeah. It, it turned out that while they were in that shootout, Donnie got out of handcuffs and he, he switched the bills. He switched the bills. Uh, and he had like some other guys working for him. And there was something about a truck with tires. And he, they put the money yeah. in the truck. Um, I, again, I feel like I'm short-circuiting here. But it yeah. wasn't me. It was the movie. It's 100% the movie's fault. I'm not stroking out right now. No, right. you're not. Yeah, and like the uh, the Samoan guy was like with Donnie too. Yeah, like and the whole time. Yeah, and at the end, um, which which doesn't make a lot of sense because after the Samoan guy heard that Donnie was caught, he yelled like "fuck, goddamn yeah. it!" alone, right. like in his car, not acting for anybody. When presumably yeah. this was part of the master plan. Yeah. But yeah, and so the movie closes with a scene. Donnie is now sporting a beard, and he is uh, serving liquor in England. And former light heavyweight, or fucking light heavyweight, no, middleweight, middleweight champion of the world, Michael Bisping, is a diamond dealer. And Donnie's (laughs) like, drinks are on me. And that's how the movie ends. Yeah. And so presumably they're going to do this thing over and over again. And they probably have done it multiple times before. And yeah, that is, that's the movie. It's a it, fucking ridiculous movie. Yeah. It, uh, I, I mean, I feel like a weight lifted off my shoulders <laughs> after talking about it with y'all. But, I mean, I still feel like there is, uh, like, I've got a, a brain hemorrhage coming on. And I, I can't stop it because I've seen this movie too many times. <laughs> Fucking brain hemorrhage. <laughs> the brains are leaking through your ears. Yeah. yeah dude. <laughs> you got you to gotta watch it one more time to round it out. Oh, yeah. It's like uh, people with OCD to the point where, like, when they get one black eye, they need another. but i guess do you guys have any closing comments on this movie i'll i'll start with our guests and then i'll go to miller um i guess my only closing comments are big nick and merriman are my favorite characters of all time they are the most alpha male like alpha wolf leader of the pack bros that have ever walked the earth um i would i would if 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 merriman was my squad leader if i was a marsock fast marine with him i would go to the gates of hell for merriman you know <laughs> i would fight through uh you know i would fight through legions of hell for merriman you i would. gotta say you would spray your mouth with silver spray and 
go to the gates of Valhalla. <laughs> yeah, I would I would mag dump on so many cop cars for Merriman. I would shout <laughs> range 100 for Merriman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, I mean, honestly, like, it was like, I still think it's a bad movie, but I enjoy it, you know? For sure, dude. Dude, we had I had so much fun with this movie. <laughs> it's a ridiculously bad movie. Yeah. But uh I'll turn it over to the King of the Rats, Miller. Yeah. Um so like this this movie is like dope as fuck. It's tight as hell. You know, this is one of the movies for the boys. It really is. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like it's just one of those like it's you know you have all the homies come over you know you sit around you're like oh man like i don't know what to watch and you're like yo man put on den of thieves you've all (laughs) you've all got your hands like elbow deep into the person next to you's pants uh (laughs) squeezing each other's crotches where you're you're vibing, you're having a great time. Yeah, you got you got uh, a nice craft beer in one hand and your homie's dick in the other. <laughs> you're passing around a blunt of mids. Yeah. Yeah. Passing around a seed blunt. <laughs> it's like real janky. Yeah. <laughs> it it just looks like a branch. Yeah. The the <laughs> the guy that says like, yeah, dude, I can I can roll a fucking blunt. It's gonna be tight as hell. The fucking weed is just like falling out of the end of it. It's made out it, of fucking Bible paper. <laughs> it's it's all sloppy and shit, like Yeah, we are per- we have perfectly described the group of guys who legitimately love Den of Thieves. Yeah. Yeah. And we are that group of guys. And yeah, they they just went and got some wing stop beforehand. No, like half of them are wearing football jerseys and it's May. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're yeah, they've all got uh football team jerseys on and then hats for a different team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, all of them wearing are wearing snapbacks. All of them are wearing Chiefs hats. yeah uh they we've all got new balances on with different color laces hell yeah (laughs) but yeah this is perfectly describing us right now all three of us we're holding hands uh we've got a copy of the movie right in the middle of us and yeah i guess this is a great place to end it um this was super fun i had a great time uh, this is really solid. Yeah, yeah, thanks for coming on, Warehouse. Do you got? Do you have anything to plug? Uh, I mean, I just got to plug being a kind and decent person. That's all I got to say about that. Yo, that's tight. That's tight as hell, dude. That's tight as hell. Real that's talk. Tight as fuck. Oh, oh also, I got no plug. cap. Tight as hell. No cap. I mean, <laughs> on God, I also have to plug solar energy. <laughs> you work in solar energy don't you yep yeah yeah so if you is it you you want to plug your company <laughs> no, no please no. <laughs> wait just and just as a side do they know like your antics no hell no they have no clue uh, okay <laughs> 
I, I, mean, I thought like, it was like part of your character. Like being like this at work? No. Okay. No, I'm well, real then, depressed at work. Oh. Aren't we all? I I'm not. Oh, well. <laughs> I'm I'm well, I actually I just quit my job. Hell yes. I'm going back to my internship. It's it's lit. But um yeah. Uh goodbye. Follow us on Twitter at public access pod. Uh you can follow me at one of my many accounts. Uh you can follow Miller at his new handle, Lil Uber Driver. Yeah. And uh, with that, we say public access, baby. Many men wish death upon us. Many men wish death upon me. Blood in my dog, and I can't see. I'm trying to be what I'm destined to be. And niggas trying to take my life away. I put a hole in a nigga for fucking with me. My back on the wall, now you gon' see. Better watch how you talk when you talk about me. Cause I'll come and take your life away.